Welcome to the Hollywood Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Angelique Scott, award-winning actress, singer, dancer, and producer. Today, we have a fabulous guest with us, Dr. Aaron McDonald. Dr. Aaron McDonald is an astrophysicist and an internationally known space science expert, writer, speaker, and science consultant. She currently lives in Los Angeles and works as a writer and science consultant on all the Star Trek shows. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to my podcast show today, Dr. Erin McDonald. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk with you and for all of the people tuning in, I'm excited for them to learn more about what you do. It's fascinating. So I'm going to dive right in. So for everyone tuning in, please explain like what your amazing job entails as the science consultant for all the Star Trek shows. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey for me getting to this point. I started out in astrophysics. I did my PhD in general relativity and theoretical astrophysics. And then um, once I left academia, I just really loved teaching. And so I started to find opportunities to teach at sci-fi conventions, teaching the science behind different franchises that we know and love, like Star Trek. And that really taught me how to think critically about storytelling, taught me how to think about how science really interacts with fictional universes. And from this, I was working as an aerospace engineer and moved out to Los Angeles and I was able to connect with Star Trek. I started giving talks at their official conventions. Um, It used to be Star Trek Las Vegas and on the Star Trek cruise. And as their show portfolio started to expand, we saw an opportunity for me to come in and uh, be the behind the scenes science consultant for all of the shows. They've had science consultants um, throughout, you know, since Star Trek began. Gene Roddenberry used to call his buddies over at Raytheon and have them help out. Um, And then in the 90s, there were uh, Noreen Shakar and Andre Bermanis provided science consulting for Next Generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. And then, um, yeah, so essentially what I do, it depends on how much the show wants to incorporate hard science into it. At the very least, I read scripts and offer feedback, but some shows it can be all the way from like helping develop story ideas, uh, different episodes, different threats, even sometimes helping with post-production, like making sure graphics look right if we're going to have wormholes or if we're going to have exploding stars or anything like that. That's awesome. That's great. And what would you say your most favorite or one of your favorite um, Star Trek episodes has been that you've had the opportunity to work on? Oh, so most of what I've been working on. So I started officially, gosh, almost two years ago now. And the nature of how things slowly roll out, the shows that I've worked on are only starting to air right now. Um, but I worked on season three of discovery. That was the first season that I worked on and the first show I worked on. And we had a really fun episode in that, uh, written by Sean Cochran, where there was like a seed vault space station that had undergone a space disaster. And so we helped shape what that disaster was, which was a coronal mass ejection, which is just a giant solar flare. That's really dangerous, really powerful. First time we ever had a coronal mass ejection in Star Trek. And, um, and it hit the space station, did a lot of damage, screwed up the, you know, this guy who was in the middle of transporting. And so it was just a really fun episode to just kind of get back to like that, just Star Trek roots and just have an accident and something weird happen and have there be a lot of science behind it. 
That is absolutely fascinating. How cool is that? I mean, what a dream job that you have. That's amazing. And so as the science consultant for the Star Trek shows, you are now part of the Star Trek franchise. What does that mean to you? How does that feel? <laughs> it's, I, oh gosh, it means everything. And it's, it's overwhelming and touching and stressful. <laughs> I, you know, I, I fell in love with Star Trek a little bit later. It was when I was in college, you know, a lot of my friends were really into it and we're all physics majors. So there's a, there's a lot of Star Trek fans. And uh, that's when I started to really get into it. And then when the reboot film came out, that's when I started to see like how much of a family Star Trek is and how much of a legacy there is and getting to know the fandom and all of that. It just really became a big, big part of my life. And so, I mean, there are days like with any job, you kind of lose that context. You're like, all right, I've got, I've got a lot to do. I just want to take a nap. <laughs> and, uh, and you start to just get that job mindset. And then sometimes it really does help me just to watch like one of my favorite old Star Trek episodes and be like, no, no, this is, this is what you do now. But there is a lot of pressure to, make sure you do right by the franchise, you know, and, and I'm a fan and I want to do it right too. And so balancing all of these different shows, all of the different tones that the shows have with an eye to like, this is contributing to now 55 years of a franchise is really powerful and exciting. And I'm really, if it comes down to like one word, I'm just honored. That is absolutely Excellent. I'm so happy for you. And you're doing such an outstanding job in your role as a science consultant. You really are. Yes. Another question that I think is really quite fascinating and really cool is talk a little bit about how teleporting works on your end. Yeah. I I love the transport technology on Star Trek. I, and the reason for that is if you look at this idea that you could break down a body into all of its different particles and either Star Trek has done this either way. You're either transporting that information. So it's like you're sending like an email or something, and then they build the person out of other stuff, or you send the particles themselves. And then that body is rebuilt. Regardless, you need to know exactly where every single particle is in order to rebuild a person, which is yeah, kind of important. Um, but there's this law in physics that we have right now called Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. And it basically says the more you know about where a particle is, the less you start to know about how fast it's moving. And there's just a limit to what you can know. And that limits what we could do with transporter technology. Basically, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle right now says that we can never have a transporter because you can never know exactly where every single particle is. But what Star Trek did, I think it was Next Generation that was so brilliant, is at one point the transporter breaks as it's want to do, and Chief O'Brien begins fixing the Heisenberg compensator. (laughs) And so at some point we figured out how to compensate for Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. We don't have to get into the details. The joke around like the Star Trek franchise is when people ask, you know, so how does the Heisenberg compensator work? We say it works very well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> great. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> so Dr. Aaron McDonald, has this always been a passion of yours with astrophysics and science? And has that always been something that you've always wanted to do? Oh, that's, that's such a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Cause for me, it's just been such like an emotional journey to figure out what I wanted to do as a career. You know, like most kids, we all kind of get obsessed with space and dinosaurs when we're little. That's just the thing. Uh, you can ask any kid on the street about black holes and they'll like talk to you about it. <laughs> they'll know a lot. Um, and that passion for me never really left, but what drove me to actually want to become a scientist was the X-Files. I loved aliens and I got to see as me, a little redheaded girl, watch Dana Scully, you know, fight aliens with science. And I learned that she like started out as a physicist and then became a medical doctor. But I was like, oh, I can do that. If I want to be Dana Scully, then I'm going to go study physics, <laughs> logically. And so I went into this idea of like, I loved the idea of college and I loved the idea of graduate school of just being able to study something and being able to learn more about space. The idea I could go off to a university and for four years, just learn about space sounded awesome. But I went into that with like no career plan, <laughs> even into my PhD, no career plan. I just liked the idea of doing that. So I definitely found myself kind of lost once I graduated and tried to navigate what I wanted my career to be and just knew that there were some things I liked, but nothing had ever really clicked. But I knew like science advising could be a thing as like a partial, like it's hard to do long-term because there's just not that much stuff out there. And frankly, Star Trek is like the peak <laughs> in my opinion. That's as, that's as high as it gets. And um and so for me lately, and in the last few years, once I started working with writers more and working in Hollywood and seeing the process of screenwriting, that's when it all kind of came full circle. And I think particularly once I started helping edit lines for my hero, Captain Janeway, who helped me a lot in graduate school, that's when I realized like I wasn't meant to be a mentor when it came to like a STEM professional, like being a researcher and inspiring people. I wasn't necessarily meant to be like a teacher. I wasn't, you know, meant to be a professional aerospace engineer. What I'm really good at goes back to those roots and why I became a scientist. And that's through fiction and through storytelling and creating characters that then inspire people to become scientists. And that's really where my, my heart and my home live now. Wow, that is so wonderful. And like you mentioned, you made a really good point of how storytelling and writing can really encourage people. It's such a, a blessing and a wonderful medium to be part of. And as we talk about writing, you yourself, in addition to being a science consultant and astrophysicist, you're also a writer. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I started out doing a lot of nonfiction writing, you know, writing articles for general public. I worked as an editor on the LIGO magazine back even when I was in graduate school. And I just love communicating and writing is a very easy medium for me in terms of uh, nonfiction and writing papers and, and all of that stuff. And for me, I always felt sort of out of my depth when it came to writing fiction. Like I would sit down with an idea to write a novel and I was like, I don't know how to write a novel. And I'd give up real fast. It's like, there's a lot of pages. And I had never been trained in the structure of like fiction writing. And, uh, but you know, I still keep pushing at it and I like it. And last or 
almost two years ago now, uh, we published the science of sci-fi as an audible original that I was able to write and narrate. And that was through the great courses. And so this is where it started to kind of transition for me that I wrote, you know, it's only, it's like a four and a half hour audiobook, but it goes through the science behind science fiction. But that was sort of the biggest writing project and writing assignment I'd ever had. Then in concert with that, I started to see the process of screenwriting and having been just like film buff obsessed my whole life about behind the scenes, making of any of that, I just absorb and I watch a lot of television and a lot of movies. Once I saw the structure process of how you go from coming up with a story and then creating an outline and then creating a script. And because I'm so comfortable with the visual medium, I discovered like, not only do I love it, like I'm actually kind of good at it. And so for me now, that's where I'm making that pivot from, you know, I'm still continuing to be a science consultant, but thinking more long-term, making the pivot into like starting to tell my own stories and starting to work in rooms as a writer, in addition to be able to provide science content. And I really have to give a lot of credit to Noreen Shakar and Andre Bermanis. As I mentioned, they were the science advisors in the 90s. They made that career pivot too. And they've just been really invaluable in helping me navigate that process just as mentors, because there's only a handful of us who've gone through all of this. So I'm learning a lot. I'm still very early in the career, but I, it's like for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm doing something I love that I'm also good at. <laughs> and it just feels really, really nice. That is so exciting. So for the audiobook, where can people find that and support you with that? Thank you. It's an Audible original, so you can only find it on Audible. Uh, but if you search for The Science of Sci-Fi by Aaron McDonald, you should be able to find it pretty easily. And yeah, I hope people find it. It's a quick listen. Anyone can jump into it. It really starts out pretty science heavy, but I warn people going through kind of the gravity of Newtonian physics and then going into Einstein's gravity and then just talking about a lot of science fiction. I think it's really fun. That is really fun. Dr. Aaron, this has been absolutely wonderful. This has been great talking with you and having you on the show to talk about your amazing work. Where can people find you on social media to support you? I know you have a YouTube channel yourself, so uh, please let everyone know where they can find you. Thank you. Yeah, my YouTube channel, if you search for Dr. Aaron Explains the Universe, there's a lot of content on there. There's not a lot of new content because I'm focusing on writing, but there's still lots of fun videos that people can check out that, that live on there. And then I'm mostly active on Twitter. It's at Dr. Aaron Mack, D-R-E-R-I-N-M-A-C. Uh, people can ping me with questions and just hear updates. I go a little bit silent during Star Trek shows as they're coming out, but people can always ping me there. That is wonderful. Thank you so much. And if I get any questions coming in on my end, we may even do a part two. So um, I'm really looking forward to the audience hearing this uh, podcast. You're amazing, Dr. Aaron McDonald. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. And for those tuning into the Hollywood Spotlight podcast, until next time, stay safe and be well.